Today, Disney and ESPN hit with a new lawsuit over their vaccine mandate, and Harvard, te Harvard teaches that infants can be transgender. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Happy Friday. I am Sarah Gonzalez and I am joined today by once again a double dose of Alex Stein, Blaze TV host of an upcoming show that will be happening very soon. Also, Stuber Gear, Blaze TV host of Stu Does America. <laughs> Stu, don't make fun of me, <laughs> Stu. <laughs> Stu doesn't have the swag, okay, he doesn't have the karate, you gotta do all the. Listen, when I score a touchdown, I'm going to do the dance. Stu's just going to hand the referee the ball. That's probably true. Stu's just not on <laughs> drugs. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. I'm on a lot of drugs. Life. That's the drug of life. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you something. Joe Biden is my dealer. It, re it really <laughs> is. Like, I, I've, tell, I've told this story before on air, but the, the first time you came on, I was like, are you on drugs? Yeah, I know. When I don't Behind drink, the scenes. Yeah, yeah, are no, you on drugs? It's like, he, no. He, guys, I was joking when I said that. He's, he, he doesn't drink. He doesn't do drugs. This, well, this is just is, him. At all hours of the day, he calls me late at night. That's him. He but, calls me early in the morning. That's just him. No, well, there's two things. I was born <laughs> under power lines at a... My dad, could, they couldn't get to a hospital, so I was born in a veterinary clinic. And they and they use, like, uh, I guess, like, tongs or mm -hmm. some sort of forceps to uh -huh. get me out. Uh -huh. And they're dog forceps, so I have some sort of cranial molding. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm a little bit like this, because my brain was shaped prematurely. And then when you say your dad, you mean Tucker Carlson? Yeah, yes, right. my biological father, <laughs> yes. He was very busy. He was, I had a polo match that day, and he couldn't get me <laughs> to the hospital, but the vet was right there, so. Oh, good. Wow. Whew. Yeah. Thank God for that vet. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to get to this new law lawsuit. Two ex-ESPN employees are suing the network as well as, of course, parent company, uh, the Walt Disney Company, claiming they were fired because they refused the COVID vaccine. This was Allison Williams, their veteran reporter over at ESPN, and producer Beth Faber, both of whom claimed a religious exemption but were later fired in 2021. So uh, during the exchanges between Faber, this is the producer, she is apparently a devout Catholic, and the HR department at ESPN, the lawsuit claims the HR representative uh, solicited the name, this is incredible to me, solicited the name of Faber's parish representative to discuss their opposition to vaccination and what accommodation would be acceptable from a religious point of view, to which Faber responded, I do not even know how to respond to this other than to say that my sincere personal religious beliefs are my own. Uh, my religious beliefs have grown, changed, and evolved all of my life. She's giving them far more than I would have given them, <laughs> which it, it would be very brief. It would be two words <laughs> one of them would start with S, and I would have to use this jar if I said them. And neither one is particularly religious. Uh, <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> but again, yeah. I don't have to explain any of this to no. you. Uh, and so she, you know, she tried to say, I do not expect to be cross-examined or to have to bring in an expert on my own personal religious beliefs. Uh, my sincerely held religious beliefs preclude me from taking the COVID-19 vaccine. And then about a week and a half later, the HR representative emailed her back and said, you have not provided sufficient documentation to support your accommodation request and your request is denied. Uh, so they 
demanded that she get vaccinated by September. Um, she did not. And on September 9th, 2021, she was fired. And now Williams, so this is the reporter, Williams was informed in the summer of 2021 that she was required to get that vaccine or receive a religious exemption by August 1st. On August 13th, her contract was extended uh, to August 14th. On August 13th, she applied to ESPN for an exemption from vaccination on the grounds of disability because she was undergoing, this was the one where she was undergoing IVF, in vitro fertilization, and she was concerned about the potential unknown side effects uh, that the vaccination would have on the fetus. She also said that she had had a previous very bad uh, reaction to a vaccine when she was 12, and she just did not take vaccines since then because medically she had concerns. And, uh, well, her request was also denied and she had one week to receive the vaccine or she would be terminated. She, of course, was, um, you know, made the right call, I would say, chose not to be vaccinated and she was fired. So they are now uh, suing uh, the Disney company, the Walt Disney Company and ESPN. And it's just so fascinating when we talk about this as it was going on, you did have quite a bit of people who just didn't understand the problem with this because we were saving lives, right? You have to get it or you're going to kill someone's grandma and you don't want to do that. And now that we've evolved into this, like the Pentagon just dropped their vaccine mandate, right? Mm -hmm. Like nobody's taking the booster. I haven't seen uh, numbers this month on how many people have taken the booster, but I mean, it's, it is tiny compared to how many people got the first set of shots. So clearly no one cares about it anymore, is my point. A very small percentage of people. All these vaccine mandates are dropping because, um, I, I don't know, I would like to hear from you guys because I would argue that they're realizing that the vaccine isn't doing what they said that it was going to do. So why have the mandate and create all of this chaos? Um, and, you know, you look at this in hindsight of just like, you guys fired these people and now you're in a lawsuit over a, a shot that, Really, it didn't matter if they got it or not, because as the CDC director admitted, the shot was not stopping transmission. It didn't stop transmission and it, did, it didn't stop you from spreading it and it didn't stop you from catching it. So why in the world did you just upend all of these people's lives? It was all for nothing. And I, I'm so glad they're suing. I hope they get millions and millions of dollars from these companies. Well, I hope they do too. But see, this is what's frustrating about the religious exemption. And the only reason why a person, you know, her, her manager would be so emboldened to even look into their parish to see if the religious exemption is even, uh, you know, whatever, you know, is a... Um, I don't even know the proper word, whether, whether, it's, whether it's satisfactory to them. It's because during a pandemic, the worst time in the world, they were able to shut down churches. Mm -hmm. I've thought, mm -hmm. you know, freedom of religion meant even in the toughest of mm -hmm. times, even in a nuclear attack, I should be able to go to church. But because they shut down the churches and all the churches complied, now if you say, oh, well, I have a religious exemption, they're like, well, your religion doesn't, but doesn't stop you from getting this. If you want to work here, forget about your religion. Get your vaccine. So that's what makes me mad. The military and all of these corporations, if they have the loophole, I'm sorry that there's a quote unquote loophole, but they should not have to have any sort of kickback or any, you know, if I say I'm religiously exempt, you're religiously exempt. End of story. Yeah, well, and I would I would push back and blame some of that at the feet of the churches who actually shut yeah, down. Of course. They're the why? Yeah, I don't know. Why would you? Why would you ever let the government tell you that that you shut down and you're just like, oh, okay, well, I guess we're closing the doors. Absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, if they chose to shut down because right. they thought it was best for their for their mm -hmm. you know people, then, okay, right. fine. You know, they can make their own decisions on whether they're going to hold services or not. But this is the problem here. I think you get down this road of 
Um, you know, because I think what you're talking about is sincerely held religious beliefs. That's what mm -hmm. they always, that's the term mm -hmm. they always mm -hmm. use. And it's like, I think that's such a scam, right? What yeah. are you talking about? Right. How do you figure out what's sincerely held or not? You know, um, it, to figure out what a sincerely held religious belief is, you can't go, you can't go ask my pastor what my sincerely <laughs> no held religious yeah. beliefs are. There might be things that I disagree with them on. And right, you know, like that's, it's not a, you know, it's, it, there's, it's not like a, you know, 12 rules for life and like you have to follow these 12 rules and that's it. Joel it's Singer. not like that, right? Like mm -hmm. it, it is, it's your, it's very, very intensely personal. And I would argue for anyone who is actually religious, lying about your religious beliefs is probably enough of a deterrent for most people not to do it. <laughs> we should just believe people. Yeah. If they yeah. tell you, hey, I'm not doing this because it's a, a religious belief and it's sincere, then you just have to deal with it. Um, secondarily, and, I, and, and to go, I mean, I, I hate to go a little farther than you on this particular topic, <laughs> but I will, <laughs> I which is like, it. I don't think it matters yep. or not whether yep. the vaccine works. Yep. If it is 100% effective or 0% effective, you should not be forcing people to take it right. and certainly not be firing them if they decide not to. It, 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 is, it, it is, you know, this goes to, I think, something you've talked about often on the show, Sarah, which is like, it's your body... Mm -hmm. It is your choice whether you decide to take a medication or not. Any amount of, it doesn't matter how much evidence there is to say that it's perfect or how much there evidence it is to say it's harmful. You should be able to make that decision on your own with your own body. You mm -hmm. want to start injecting stuff like that into you and you and you think it's fantastic, great. If you want to avoid it at all costs, that's great too. But when you take people's livelihood away, when they're telling you, look, I have legitimate reasons. No, I don't know Allison uh, Williams' medical history when she was 12, nor, nor do any of us. But, like, she says she had a right. serious reaction. Mm -hmm. If she did, you're putting her into, into a situation where she has to choose between her life and her health. Mm -hmm. or, or, or her livelihood and her and health. health yeah. That is completely unacceptable by a, com you know, a company you know, that's covering sports programming. Right. Like, this is not the military. This is not, you know, a, a hospital. It's a bunch of people covering the freaking NBA. Let's relax. I, mm -hmm. You know, I... I I'm so glad that you went farther than me on that. I know, I did it. Was great. It. I, I love it. it. Um, but no, <laughs> quite literally, this is one of the only, the, the, the left wants to sell you my body, my choice, when it is not actually your body, right. right? This is quite literally your body. It should be your choice. And I do think that it speaks volumes that we're even having this conversation about just a religious exemption, because I would argue, it's like, why are we even talking uh, yeah. about that? It should just be reasons of conscience. I don't want it. Yeah. I don't want to. I, mm -hmm. I shouldn't have to prove to you that it's a religious belief, totally. right? You're totally right. I don't want to. And it's so crazy to me that like that is not even where we're at in society. We where they filed this lawsuit because they had to prove a religious exemption, not just I don't effing want to leave me alone, which by the way some states do have for all of their vaccine programs, childhood vaccines and and what have you, including Texas. Um so for those of you who don't know, always check your state's uh, health and human services website because oftentimes they'll have the requirements. They always tell you you have to get all of these vaccines in order to be accepted into school. That is typically not true in a lot of states. Uh, there are exemptions that you should look into. So I'm, I'm very proud that Texas at least has a, uh, you know, conscientious exemption. So it's just like, yeah, I don't want to. Mm -hmm. I don't have to prove to you anything. I don't even have to, you know, for the people who aren't religious but might feel compelled to use the religious excuse. It's like, I don't have to do that. Yeah. I just don't want to because it is my body or my child's body or whatever, period. It's honestly scary to me that this is a conversation that we have to have that like we, what you, I mean, you have to be religious or you have to lie. That's it. You can't just say I don't want it when it's being injected into you.
Like, that's that's legitimately scary to me. It strikes me, too. If you're going to lie, just get the fake card. I mean, like, why bother <laughs> with, with all of the religion? Right. I understand that that might not be the most honest thing, but, like, you know, look, the bottom line is, I mean, you go, when they, when they had that short window of uh, where they were checking cards and stuff, they weren't checking no. them. I mean, 90% no. of these places, they don't, you know, and this is understandable. The bouncer at a, right. at a bar does right. not want to be your medical advisor, does right. not want to check your personal medical records. That's not what they want to do. Nobody wants to do the this. The cashier at McDonald's. Yes, the yeah. cashier at McDonald's. Like, they, we're already giving you something that's much more unhealthy than anything. COVID, <laughs> vaccine, anything. So, I mean, it just the, 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 it's such a silly thing. And we put people in this, like, citizen, you know, citizen police yeah. sort of role where they had to check everybody else else's medical condition, it's not sensible. And, and it, you know, the important thing, I think, maybe at the end of this is that it, you know, self-evidently was not sustainable. Right. There was a period there where, like, I think it was, like, legitimate. And, I, you know, I said stuff like this on the show. Like, I'm worried about where this goes. What do they do? How long does this last? How bad does it get? And the bottom line was America said, not long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. we all just kind of moved on. Mm-hmm. And now even the Democrats are going along with things like overturning the, uh, the the vaccine requirement in the military, right. partially because they don't have that much of choice. But, like, it is interesting that that stuff was pushed out, I don't think, by Republican politicians. I think it was pushed out by people saying no. Right, right. Last word, Alex. Yeah, it just makes it easy to be a Scientologist, and all I have to do is carry around a lock of Tom Cruise's hair to protect me from all disease. <laughs> so... Pretty easy. How does that work? But yeah, you just carry it around. Yeah, I'm protected from cancer, everything. So oh, wow. thank you, Mr. Cruz, and thank you, Xenu and Scientology, for everything you do for me. <laughs> right, we got to take a quick break. Uh, we will be back with more. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Bonner Wine. So uh, it is a Friday show, which means that uh, when I go home, I, well, who am I kidding? It doesn't have to be Friday for me to drink <laughs> Bonner Wine, but it is happy hour. And uh, Bonner Wines are like the most delicious wine because they grow their grapes at such high altitudes. Those of you who don't drink wine often may not realize it actually affects the flavor of the the wine, the flavor of the grapes when they grow them at these extreme altitudes. And uh, oftentimes, Bonner, they get these, they're very limited batch, so they get these shipments in, and then the, we people buy them up. And then they can't, they don't have any more to sell. And then they got to bring more in from the mountains. So make sure that you do not sleep on this. You're not only going to get wine for over 50% off, uh, plus free shipping, you're also going to get right now a bonus bottle of some of that small batch limited production wine from their wine cellar. Four bottles for the price of three. It's hard to turn that down, especially because you're already saving money because you're cutting out the middleman of the uh, grocery store. You can go to bonnerprivatewines.com slash why. That is bonnerprivatewines.com slash why. United States Navy Secretary Carlos del Toro suggested to reporters earlier this week at the 2023 Surface Navy Association National Symposium that the military may face a very challenging decision within the next six months to either continue arming itself or aid Ukraine amid a weapon production shortage. So his remarks actually came uh, after reporters asked him for a response to comments made at the conference by the commander of the U.S. Fleet Forces Command, who said that, that, hey, we're going to need to make this decision. Um, And Del Toro confirmed it. He said, with regards to deliveries of weapon systems for the fight in Ukraine, yeah, that's always a concern for us, and we monitor that very, very closely agreeing with uh, the U.S. Fleet Forces commander who said we're going to have to make a decision halfway through the year whether we're going to have to arm ourselves for Ukraine. But 
Don't worry, guys. I, Stu, you weren't here yesterday. We discussed uh, the bust of Vladimir Zelensky that's being proposed by Republican in, in South Carolina to be on permanent display at the United States Capitol in the House of Representatives wing. So I don't have a whole lot of hope here, guys, mm -hmm. that uh, the United States military <laughs> won't just be like, well, we don't need it right now. I mean, we could just ask them to send it back maybe, like once they're done with it. And surely we won't all be in a conflict at the same time because it's not like we're involving ourselves in this conflict right now directly by training these soldiers here on American mm -hmm. soil. So we'll just, we'll just send them on loan and nothing bad will happen. Don't worry about it. Don't think too hard into it either. No, but you'll hear politicians say, oh, well, it's a proxy war. This benefits, uh, you know, America first or whatever sort of lie. It's all globalism. And at the end of the day, it, it really doesn't matter because we said this yesterday. As soon as the Afghanistan war, the war in the Middle East ended, they figured out where to put all of our money in the military industrial complex into Ukraine. So it's not going to stop unless we put our foot down. And I don't think it's going to stop because it's going to be just an endless money laundering scheme. I, until they run out, because they can e so easily give $100 billion to Ukraine, but they won't give $5 billion to build a wall mm -hmm. on our own border. So it just shows they care more about the border between Russia and the Ukraine than Texas and Mexico. Yeah, I mean, how could anyone feel at all confident that it is going to stop when you've got so many Republicans voting along with the Democrats? To, I mean, this is right. overwhelmingly passing to send all of this money, to send all mm -hmm. of these weapons over to the Ukraine. You've got a Republican, again, a Republican, that's like, we need to idolize this man. Let's put him on display mm -hmm. at the United States, the United States Capitol here in America. I don't have any any sort of level of confidence. Yeah, that's it's strange philosophy. I mean, we, obviously we talk about America first. I, we're like America like ninth now. Yes. I think that's like what we're looking for. Yeah, um, yeah I, I'm a little uh, disturbed by that. Certainly, um, you know, I think um, the the concept of of everybody agreeing on this usually leads to bad things. People love to cheer on bipartisanship, but mm. bipartisanship mm. usually sucks. I hate so, it. Let's be honest yeah. about it. It usually <laughs> means we're all agreeing to do something that doesn't yeah. work. And I think you could look at the war and say, hey, like I think Russia was you know was wrong going in there, and you know you feel bad for the people in Ukraine, but like. We also have to step back and say, number one, we don't have this money anyway. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not actually, yeah. we're just, we're printing money to, to spend for the, uh, to pay for this. And number two, uh, lots of corruption going to be there. We know, I mean, if you think about the best case scenario here, in, in theory, is that we send money over, actually, don't even send money. We spend money on weapons that we send to Ukraine that they fire at Russian troops that blow up. How are we going to know? We don't know way to track where this no. is going. We, no. we have absolutely no idea. You know, and I think at the end of the day, the biggest worry is not even those two things, which are very, very important. The big worry is that at some point, Vladimir Putin says, you know what? I don't think I like the fact that they're training soldiers to come kill my citizens. Like, I don't think I like the fact that they're giving them missiles to fire at me and then telling me it's Ukraine firing them at me. You know, I kind of feel like the United States is at war with us and we're now mm -hmm. at war with them. Mm -hmm. If that happens, and this would be almost entirely at this point based on the incompetence of this administration, which you cannot possibly overstate, we could be, I mean, it is the biggest story we don't talk about yep. enough. Because yep. if this runs out of control, which it absolutely can, it's only the competence of the Biden administration and the restraint, the personal restraint of Vladimir Putin that are stopping it from happening, we could be at a uh, worldwide war, a nuclear war, uh, our allies could be getting hit, we could be committing 
not just $50 billion, but who knows, unlimited amounts. So that's the scariest part to me, that these guys screw this up. It spins out of control, and every single person is affected in more ways than we already are. Mm -hmm. well, well, it's already out of control. I mean, just look at all the NATO countries in Europe are literally fighting a proxy war with a country that provides them power. I mean, yeah. it, I mean, it just doesn't even make sense how dumb these people are. They're <laughs> literally fighting with a person that can turn off and on their lights. Go figure. And uh, maybe you should have that power in your own country. Yes, yeah. Which is what we yeah. argue for here, <laughs> right? right? Like, right, you know, exactly. don't just give up all of your, uh, you know, you, the things you need for civilization to Russia. Right. Like, I, I don't know. Right. Right, maybe right. Not a good and, idea. and China, oftentimes and China. here in this country, mm -hmm. is like maybe we shouldn't have, uh, you know, when when the pandemic hit and um, everything shut down in China specifically, and we're like, oh, we have medicine shortages because China is producing so many of our prescriptions. But yeah, maybe we should not have China be producing our medica our life saving medications that we're taking. Who made that brilliant decision? Because, um, not, like, pandemic aside. Probably not the the country to trust. Yeah. When it comes to, when it comes to your life and your health. It's good to have a diversified supply chain, right? Yeah. Like, you know, maybe have a lot of it here. Maybe have some of it in friendlier countries. Maybe uh, have it in countries that weren't busted for like using lead paint in children's toys. Yeah. yeah. Like that's that's an idea. You I mean, have you proposed yeah. that to anyone? Have you run that up the chain at all? I think I feel like that I might, need to do that. You need to do that. I'm gonna do that. Gonna do that. Um, okay. I want to uh, I want to throw in one more story here when we're talking about. America first, uh, a House Republican introduced legislation earlier this week that would ban flags other than the American flag from being flown over United States embassies and other consular posts. This is, of course, pushing back on the Biden administration's actions to fly not only pride flags, but also Black Lives Matter flags over all of these, uh, some of these diplomatic locations. And uh, for those of you who don't remember, the United States Embassy in Vatican City sparked really strong criticism in June last year when it displayed a rainbow flag to promote Pride Month. I just, I feel like it should not be controversial that like, we don't need all the flags. <laughs> it's just the one over United States embassies and diplomatic posts. It's like, it, Seems very, very clear because if you start with the special agenda uh, interest group flags, you, who knows how many that's going to be? And then what's the point of flying a flag? Well, you know, the flag debate is really annoying because I could argue that uh, the pride flag is good if you're in a bar so you know it's a gay bar, right? I'm saying, you know, there's uses for it. Like, oh, there's a reason there's a flag there. But when you start putting a pride flag in an elementary school and the only difference between a gay person and a straight person is their sexual preference, why are we glamorizing people's sexual preference? Why are we glamorizing? I mean, really, I should be no different than a gay person other than who I have sex with, you know, behind closed doors. So it's just weird that we're idolizing or trying to draw attention to people's sexual preference or their sexual choice. So that's why I have a problem with it. Should the flag exist? Yeah, of course. But should it exist in a classroom with children? No way. Or, I mean, the United States government Oh, of course embassies? not. Duh, like, no way. That's yeah. really a, I mean, because you're right. I mean, obviously, if an individual wants to put up a flag, right. yeah. Yeah. who cares? Want a business wants to put up fine, whatever, yeah. you know. I mean, I, I, certainly schools is not an appropriate place for for that type of stuff. But like our embassies, yeah. like absolutely not, mm -hmm. right? Like I mean, you mm -hmm. can't, you know, you can't do that. One flag, you have to show a united front, mm -hmm. and that united front, by the way, includes all of the people that are supported by the other flags you want to fly. Of course, that's yeah. part of our, our, our part of our country, uh, the United States of America. We're all supposed to understand. I mean, the whole point is. We don't have to do that because they are, everybody here has the same rights, mm -hmm. right? Like that's what our country mm -hmm. stands for. We don't need to start delineating this and advertising 
uh, to, uh, to other uh, populations, hey, like we have all these in- internal divisions that we want to take a political right. position on. <laughs> and I also say too, like certain countries, you're putting the people in those buildings in danger, yep. right? Like yep. if you're in a, in a, in a Islamic mm-hmm. republic somewhere and you've got, uh, you've got a, gay, uh, you know, a gay pride flag out there, they are not going to take kindly of that. You're putting those people in danger for absolutely no reason. You're not converting anyone. Everyone's like, you know, Allah said we need to get rid of those people, but, you know, that flag is kind of nice. It's really pretty. Yeah. It's pretty. I'm going to put on my, my high heels and change things up a bit. Yeah, but Stu, you know, during Nothing. Pride Month, every corporation has a gay flag, except for all of the Mercedes been to Saudi Arabia, right, yeah, yeah. Porsche of Saudi Arabia. But, like, that, they at least never there's have... some sense to that, right? Like, they're making a determination onto where they are, right. yeah. they, we should probably do the same thing with our uh, foreign embassies. Yeah. yeah, We better do that. Yeah. I mean. yeah, no kidding. Uh, all right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, this segment, Patriot Mobile. So uh, thanks to your support, Patriot Mobile has emerged as one of the leaders in the parallel economy that we need so greatly, and they've got really big news. They now offer service with all three major networks. So that means if you are someone who is still with one of the big three because you like their service, but you hate their values, you can access them with Patriot Mobile. They also offer a performance guarantee. So if you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch between the three major carriers for free. They are, of course, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer nationwide coverage on the best networks. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that fights for the things that you believe in. They want to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. So please, please, if you have not yet made the switch, there is no reason not to do it. Uh, Stop giving money to Big Mobile, who is going to then funnel it over to all of these causes, these left-leaning causes that you're working uh, so hard to fight against. You can get free activation right now with the offer code NEWS if you go to patriotmobile.com slash news. That is patriotmobile.com slash news. Harvard Medical School students will administer LGBTQIA plus apostrophe semicolon Z two S. Two spirit. Two, no, but is there a two and a two S or just the two? Is there just two? LGBTQIA two plus. That's, I think, because there's two Qs. You gotta worry about it. It's not that fun. I mean, let's just, let's be sensitive to. To the, the two, two spirits? Two spirits, yeah. yeah. Which one? Which one of the spirits? To both of them. So stupid. So they're going to administer. Again, Harvard Medical School students <laughs> are administering this care for people, LGBT people, from infants to older adults. This is thanks to a clinical course run by, an, of course, an LGBT activist. I don't know why this activist is so uh, trans, <laughs> you know, phobic such a phobic that um, there it's only an LGBT activist. I don't know. Like, I mean, T is trans, trans though, right? Well, mm-hmm. two-spirit phobic. Okay, two-spirit. Thank, yeah. Thank you. Uh, the course is called Caring for Patients with Diverse Sexual Orientations, Gender Identities, and Sex Development. It is a four-week elective course held mainly at Massachusetts General Hospital, and it is available full-time every month. And the two directors of the course are affiliated with Mass General. One of them is, of course, an activist who really, really loves the trans surgeries for minors. And it says uh, many of these patients identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersexual, intersex or asexual. Clinical exposure and education will focus on serving gender and sexual minority people across the lifespan from infants to older adults. What? You got to wonder how you can tell 
that an infant is two-spirit. Like, how would you know that? Is there a blood test for that? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. No 23andMe for two-spiriting? How do you know if they are bisexual? The way they, they, lo they love no, mommy and daddy the, both equally. Well, no, there's a way. If a baby's eating mashed potatoes in a little weird way, you know, and they're eating a little too effeminate, you kind of know. So mm. if you're not eating the mashed potatoes very masculine, then yeah, it's a trans baby. I mean, the you're scientific saying scientific mashed potato mm -hmm. test. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Like you're saying you're saying this as a joke, but like that basically is how our scientific community yeah. has become. Like they would they would probably say something like that, and I would totally believe that it was tr that it was real that they were saying it. Well, well I just want to say this because you said the, a study out of Harvard. I'm starting to realize that these Ivy League schools are all a bunch of idiots. I mean, I mean, <laughs> right. they, you know, like, oh, right. they're so smart. No, they're all idiots that think that you know biology doesn't exist and that literally you can change your sex from male to female physically. So th they're so smart. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's really important to to. To, to make sure you know what's true and what isn't true. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when someone says they're a boy and they're actually a girl, mm -hmm. it's important to know that. And it's important to know that I would argue in all aspects of life. Really? Right? Like, it's very important to know that. Um, however, I would say it's most important to know it when you're talking about medicine. Really? Medical <laughs> treatment. Huh. You should definitely know. Like, when you're looking for the womb and it's not there, yeah. you're going to you're gonna be probably really surprised and not, <laughs> not be able to figure out what the heck is going on? I mean, we joke, but this actually, you know, has happened multiple times where people have come in. They've said, "I've got, uh, I'm a, I'm a man. I'm sick. I don't know what's going on," and they treat them like a man, and then find out they're pregnant. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. These are horrible, horrible outcomes, and they do happen because we. Are, are, as a society, have made this bizarre decision to just not try to figure out what things are true anymore. We just say, okay, well, you know, let's just adopt this alternate reality where we all know. I mean, everyone knows what's real and what isn't. Um, you know, and I, I mean, I did this poll the other day on the show where uh, it was a poll of people and, and what terms they use. What, what, what terms will you utilize? And it was like, Breastfeeding was like 87% of people will utilize the term breastfeeding, and chest feeding yep. was 10, 10%. Mm -hmm. and it's like, Almost everyone knows, mm -hmm. right? We're not, we're not acting with secret conservative knowledge here that we know what, when boys are boys and when girls are girls. This woke nonsense is something that I think, in reality, even people on the left and sometimes even the far left reject. They play the game, though, and they, 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 they let it go, and they act as if it's hateful, and they, they want to stay out of the firing squad of, of, of the left, and they allow it to... Uh, advance and as it advances it takes a larger and larger uh, piece of control over society and we lose re uh, connection to reality mm -hmm. you lose connection to reality as a society i can assure you bad things will occur yeah well i you bring up a great point because i i think of when i think of that um whenever the house do you remember when the house of representatives under of course former speaker of the house nancy pelosi's leadership uh they they proposed the new set of rules where you were not allowed to use gendered language on mm -hmm. the floor so pregnant persons yeah you had to use like parent instead of mother or father and you know all of that and but you would go to nancy pelosi's twitter bio and it still said <laughs> yeah. mother yeah. wife right yeah. like yeah. it's like you guys don't believe any don't of this stuff it. that you're saying you're right but it's just so frustrating because they're like, why? Why are they so scared of this community? It's such a, I mean, I guess you would argue it's not a minor amount of people now because they've they've convinced this whole new generation that they are, you know, trans whatever. Um, but it was just such a, a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of people. Why were they like, oh my God, they're gonna call me a bad name. We have to just give them the whole world. 
Yeah, no, well, we talked about this earlier when we said that, you know, these people are not afraid of trying to help a baby after it's born because they do not care if it's a baby's one hour old or it's in the first trimester. To them, abortion is what they want. So they're hypocrites. They're open hypocrites. So the fact that they're, you know, being hypocritical, to me, this is not a surprise, really. Mm -hmm. This is just kind of, uh, you know, a fair game to them in a weird way. I think, too, like, our reaction to this is predictable to them, which right. is to reject it completely and call it stupid and mm -hmm. make fun of it. And so they know if they embrace it, they're going to get some people who, who look at us as haters, and it will mm -hmm. help them gain power. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think the average person looks at this and says, it makes a lot of sense to use Latinx as the president. Of like course to say. not. Uh, you know, or, you know, Latinx. But that was another one that was on the polls. Like, 90% of people say Hispanic. Uh, the people who are Hispanic say Hispanic. Right. People, mm -hmm. no one says Latinx, Latinx, right. Latinx. Did you see Sarah Huckabee Sanders uh, made it so they cannot use that in official Arkansas uh, legislation, you cannot use the word Latinx. Good. Yeah, she just yeah. Said it. I mean, because these are just made up nonsensical words that the people targeted by them don't even like, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think that there is, they're using, there's a lot of political posturing here, right? Like, if they can make, get the media on board to say that saying uh, breastfeeding is hateful, they know who's going to say it. It's going to be conservatives, and those are the people they want to turn into villains. So there's a logic, there's some logic behind it, I think. But it, it just doesn't work out well for your country if you go down this road. And, of course, it's completely dishonest, and these people are horrible, but that's all, all you already knew that. So I was reading, um, speaking of the, you know, the changing of the language, I was just reading, I'm trying to pull it up, because um, I can't remember exactly what the... The phrase was, but what what is the 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 FAA outage that they had? It was the notice to air something missiles that whatever the system was service to air missiles. Yeah, uh, the notice, the one, in, the, the one in Hawaii where they thought they were going to be. Well, the the whatever the okay, so here it is. Um, the acronym that they the notices to air missions previously stood for notices to air men. But in December 2021, uh, I guess Buttigieg was, was he back from, from chest feeding at that point? I don't know. But um, they had made sure to change it to notices to air missions because that was all inclusive. Wow. That's amazing. And I will say, to be, to, to be fair, I don't mind the term chest feeding when you're talking about Pete Buttigieg. I think it's a great <laughs> word to use when describing him. But oh, I, <laughs> other than that, I just don't. But, but I, I do want to make this point, too, on, on a serious note. It's like, you know, now I think it started off as equality, like, oh, we want equality. Uh, you know, but equality and equity do not exist in the real world. Life is not fair. We want it to be fair. Mm -hmm. we, I would love the world to be fair. But it's not. So all these social justice warriors that are fighting for this fair world, it's, that outcome is never going to happen. So it's just about being based in reality. And luckily, in the conservative side, we are more based in reality. And these people on the right are not because they say that a child can pick its gender and they say that a man can have a baby. So. Yeah. All right. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. It's also like... Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has announced that he will block Chinese Communist Party operatives from buying up property in the state, uh, warning that Beijing is working with globalists to undermine the West and buying property is one part of the strategy. Here is uh, Ron DeSantis. Watch. So my, my view on the our economy is in Florida is, you know, we don't want to have holdings uh, by hostile nations. And so if you look at the Chinese Communist Party, they've been very active throughout the Western Hemisphere 
in gobbling up land and investing in different things. And, you know, when, when they have interests that are opposed to ours and you see how they've wielded their authority, and uh, especially with President Xi, who's taken a, a much more Marxist-Leninist turn uh, since he's been ruling China, uh, that is not in the best interest of Florida to have the Chinese Communist Party owning farmland, owning land close to military bases. But, you know, my view is, and I think there's a broad agreement in those two, but my view is, okay, yeah, no farmland, but why would you want them buying residential developments or things like that? All great points. Uh, China owns more than 1.2 million acres of United States land, uh, and those holdings include nearly 700,000 acres of farmland and about 500,000 acres of commercial and industrial property in states including California, Iowa, Nebraska, and Oklahoma. And a Chinese firm owned by a billionaire with close CCP ties is building a massive wind farm uh, about 70 miles from Laughlin Air Force Base in southwest Texas. What could possibly go wrong, though? Well, this is the thing is I used to always watch the show, and sometimes I watch it, uh, Million Dollar Listing. And I don't know if you've seen this. It's on Bravo, but it's like the most exclusive houses. And always whenever there's like a $10 million house, $12 million house, it, it doesn't matter the realtor. They're always like, we have a Chinese interested buyer. You know, there's always like the secret <laughs> Chinese buyer. When you watch this reality show, how real it is, I don't know. But there is something about people in China can spend $10 million, and then they can basically launder their yen into American property. So there's something weird going on that they own the most amount of farmland other than Bill Gates. I mean, but when it's not just farmland now, it's like houses, expensive houses. It artificially inflates the value of homes. It makes it impossible for people like myself to actually have the American dream and, and afford a single family home. The, Ch the Chinese Communist Party is stopping you? Yes, they are. <laughs> they are. <laughs> just them, yes. No, but they are, because no, it's I, like BlackRock, the corporations, because yeah. it's not just corporations like BlackRock artificially in, inflating the prices. It's also these foreign countries like China. So that's what makes it hard, because if these people actually had to pay money for the houses, like the money they make, and it wasn't just banks, and they couldn't just get a loan, the prices would be way lower. Um, you know, look, yeah, I think you know, you're totally right. And that's a good thing about having sovereignty, right? Mm -hmm. when, you're, when you're a sovereign nation, you can stop foreign investors. You can stop, mm -hmm. uh, for, you know, foreign interests, particularly enemy interests, I mean, mm -hmm. adversary, adversarial interests from doing things that you don't want in your country. That's the benefit of it. It's obviously a lot harder for to stop an American citizen from doing something. Um, not that we're suggesting that, but like there are times where we're like, I really don't want that to happen anymore, and it's difficult. Right. That's not really difficult when, it, when you're talking about foreign investment. Yeah. It is something that we yeah. can do something about. And you know what? I'm so fired up about this. I'm going to just just get a quick TikTok out there to all the <laughs> seven-year-olds that are all sub have TikTok accounts that are coming directly from the Chinese Communist Party. You know, we can stop the 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 farmland all we want, and I think that's a great thing. You know, I'm a I'm a DeSantis fan. I like him, but like. Maybe we should consider the TikTok thing too. There's a problem here, and yeah. uh, we, they're harvesting all of our data instead of our farmland. It's still really bad. We should stop both of them. Yeah, I um, it's because uh, Congress banned TikTok being on government devices, mm. right? But it's like, well, why would you guys like? I understand you guys have secrets and stuff on there, but if it's that bad and you're that concerned about it, shouldn't we just prevent everyone from using it? It's, that's pretty bad if you have to ban it from, from a device because you know that it's bad. I feel like it's because Trump suggested that we ban it. Yeah, I think that's a big And so they can't, they they can't, can't. go the full, mm -hmm. the full way. They just have to say, well, well, it's because we hold all the secrets, so 
we're just going to be the ones. I mean, I just I feel like the American public should be told by the government, guys, we're banning it from government devices because it's really freaking bad and they could steal a lot of harmful info and harvest your data. You probably should not do it. But instead, they're like doing it all quietly just for themselves. It's just weird to me. Because they cannot raise too many red flags because all social media platforms are basically honeypots for the Department of Justice. Yeah. So literally, <laughs> so it's like if they say, oh, you can't have TikTok, people are like, what about my Facebook? What about my Twitter? And trust me, the CIA and FBI, we know through leaked documents, they worked you know, in lockstep with Twitter. So they have access to all backdoor information. Once you give those terms of service, doesn't matter whether it's freaking TikTok or Facebook, you really don't have any privacy anymore. So speaking of these, these TikTok goers, uh, these Gen Z people. Um, so I want to I want to bring up a quick poll here. When asked about how they view living in their country, Gen Z adults had extremely low opinions of the United States. Uh, let's see, 16% of Gen Z adults agreed that they were proud to live in this country, as compared to 52% of United States adults. Much higher than I thought. 16%. Much 16. higher than I thought. Well, that's bad. <laughs> that's terrible. I know. I mean, wow. Still higher than I thought, but it's terrible. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, yeah, there's a, a really, um, you know, this has been going on for a long time, but I think part of the reason why we have so much trouble recognizing that, uh, uh, you know, America is a great place and that even though we complain about it often, we all recognize it's the best place out there, the best option. It's because we don't really have any gratitude for what yep. it's given us. Yeah. I mean, really, this is a great place. A lot of great things have happened. The changes around the world all started here. The fact that people are free around the uh, around the globe is really a, a, a function mm -hmm. of of our founders and what we mm -hmm. put together here. And when you have no gratitude for it, you mm -hmm. take it uh, take it for granted, and you all all you do is hear how terrible it is and how racist it is and how homophobic it is and transphobic and blah 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 blah. All you do is hear bad things. Well, you're not going to be able to appreciate the things that you do have. Uh, you know, it's, it's the idiot, you know, uh, Occupy Wall Street person out there complaining about capitalism on their iPhone. Like, right. it's just like they, they don't even appreciate what capitalism has brought them, yep. what freedom has brought them. And, you know, as I speak to a man with an American flag <laughs> hat on, it is we should have more of that. It, we really should. Well, and, and when you say 16 percent are not proud of America, I think that the reason why it is so low is because New York, California, they used to be the coolest places in America. I mean, yeah. uh, California it was not that long ago was the coolest city. Everything, movies, television show, reality show. California's not a city. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. The state of California, Los Angeles, Hollywood is the city I'm talking about. There was this Hollywood lifestyle. Hollywood had all this glitz and glamour. And sadly, all of that Hollywood glitz and glamour, razzle-dazzle has worn off. And all of the New York good vibes now because of the bail reform. People are just getting feces rubbed on them in the point. subway and getting out of jail. So when you see those two big, you know, L.A. and New York, excuse me, the city of L.A., Hollywood, and New York, because those two epicenters are dying, I believe that affects the young people. And they're like, well, you know, America's not very cool because L.A. and New York aren't cool. So I think that's the reason why it's so low. Yeah, could be. Uh, all right, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back. Well, we here at the News & Why It Matters often uh, wonder what will happen to Robert Francis O'Rourke, of course, uh, the three-time failed candidate for multiple different, first it was Senate, of course, here in Texas, then it was president, and then most recently it was governor, and he lost, he's the trifecta of failure here in Texas. We wondered what will happen to good old Bobby Francis. Uh, well. 
as some of us thought might happen, he has been offered an academic fellowship at the University of Chicago, where he will lead seminars using Texas as a case study to explore the present and future of United States democracy. I'm sure mm. he'll be great at that. Texas I, is the case study. I thought he was going to be a pro skateboarder. I didn't know. I thought he was going to be a yeah. skateboarder. I had a male prostitute. Oh, that. Well, that would make sense. Yeah, but but neither one. Yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, think think tank uh, academic, uh, you know, mm -hmm. gig it's is a hundred percent where you'd think, and then yeah. you'd think mm -hmm. he winds up like. MSNBC weekend host eventually, right? Like something like that's got to happen as part of this, right? right? Certainly a podcast. Oh, for sure. That's definitely coming for sure. But I would note, I did say University of Chicago, which sounds a whole lot to me like he will finally be leaving Texas. Oh, which we asked him yeah. to do multiple times. Get the hell out! We don't <laughs> want you here. Could we tell you again? Finally, it sounds like he got the hint. So, bye bye, bye bye. Hi, don't forget your bulletproof vest. <laughs> <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.